This episode is brought to you by Ursa Minor Outfitters. Folks, I'm absolutely in love with my Loon mug. It's handmade. It's an absolute piece of art. Whether it's at the office or at the house, people keep asking to check it out. If you're not a Loon fan, they also have other beautiful mugs for wildlife fans of moose, bears, and eagles. They specialize in products highlighting the outdoors and local pride through quality design by local artists. They've even started expanding into items beyond mugs, like apparel, dog accessories, and soon candles and more. They also try to partner and highlight other small businesses and in some cases forgo profits in lieu of charitable giving to help their community such as the dog rescue. So check them out ursaminoroutfitters.com and enter promo code hikesmikes10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And for our four-legged hiking partners they also have a portable silicone dog bowl and also sweet over-the-collar dog bandana. Go check them out ursaminoroutfitters.com and don't forget to enter promo code hikesmikes10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. I'm your host, Ivan, and I'm excited to share this new episode with you. Each week, I'll be hitting the trails asking guest questions about hiking while hiking. I'll be packing my portable recording studio up and setting up near the summit of a mountain or next to one of the many waterfalls I'm chasing. I've recently returned to the Pacific Northwest after nearly 10 years away and I'm reacquainting myself with some of my old favorite hikes and discovering some new ones along the way. Like many of you, hiking holds a special place in my heart. For the podcast, I only engage with those that engage with me first. I also don't set up the recording equipment on the trail itself or at one of the main viewpoints. For those that are curious as to why there's a table, chairs, and a microphone set up near the trail, I tell them about the podcast, and if they seem interested, then I ask them if they'd like to be a guest. Guests are asked 10 open-ended questions about hiking, and we finish it off with a speed round of this or that questions also related to hiking. Today's episode is part two of the Goat Peak Trail episode with our guest, John. If you haven't listened to part one, be sure to check it out. We're halfway through the open-ended questions, and we're about to learn what is John's MVP of hiking gear. Without further ado, let's jump into the conclusion of the Goat Peak Trail episode with our guest John. So kind of going back, it seems like you're very detailed orientated when it comes to what you pack. What would you consider to be the MVP of your hiking gear? And then on the flip side, what's your most underrated piece of hiking gear? Okay, so on a mountaineering spectrum, you you take quite a bit of things, so you have to be able to carry quite a bit. You try to pack only the essentials. So it's basically you got your crampons, which is those spikes that you attach to your boots. You got snowshoes if needed. Um, Then you got your ice axe or what people like to call ice pick. But those, I think, are the biggest lifesavers that could keep you from falling off the mountain. That and a harness and rope. But I think the biggest thing for me, and this sounds like the most basic thing, but no, it, it's this is true. This is absolutely true. My biggest thing that I pack socks and comfortable shoes. And I'm telling you, it makes the difference. It really does. And that tra- transfers over to hiking, not just mountaineering. You know, if your feet are wet and they're sliding around in your shoes, you're going to get pancake blisters at the end of your trail. And so you're constantly changing your socks because your feet are what's going to carry you from point A to point B and back. And if you're not taking care of your feet, they're pretty much going to tell you, you know, 
<laughs> that's it you're done <laughs> so i try to take care of my body as much as possible water socks that's interesting because i think everyone that has done an episode of this podcast has mentioned the importance of socks and that was one of the things that wasn't even on my radar i would pack an extra pair just in case but yeah. i didn't really realize how important it is until it's one of those items that you don't know how valuable it is until you need it and you know having waterproof shoes are nice and all but your feet sweat and it's only going to keep the water from the outside coming in but you're forming water on the inside so changing socks is a must so john have you had any close calls with either getting lost with a wildlife encounter um, with mother nature or maybe just some strange human beings that you came across the trail the biggest thing that kind of spooked me the mud the most excuse me was uh when i was going up iron goat trail with a friend of mine and i don't know if it was the iron goat trail or if it was one of the back trails to it but uh as we were coming through the trail if anyone knows anything about that trail it comes with a very tragic history that there was a mining town through there the town was uh famous for its mining and it had you know miners and some other family and stuff it was mainly just a town for resource to ship out and stuff um so they had trains coming in and out it was very heavy during the winters up there but when they made that town they didn't know exactly how extreme it got so once you were up there for the winter you were up there for the winter and for the long haul and we're talking like the shining you know you're locked in um that's how bad the winters got up there before you know freeways and highways and stuff came through so they had trains go up through there uh, one winter was exceptionally bad um, the position of where they had the depot in the town was in the greatest of spots and before they knew it when the train came in uh, avalanche hit and wiped out a large portion of that town and anyone and everyone who was on that train and I'd say close to a hundred or more perished on that avalanche and they say when you go down the trail you will have ghosts that you run into and I'm I think in a, in a, in a way kind of like on the paranormal end I, I do want to believe, but I've never really had something that I could call full-fledged personal experience with it. But I do keep the possibility open for that, so I don't disbelieve it. But I've had some strange occurrences, but I'm pretty sure, because this is just the logical me, there's ways to explain it away on, on, on a logical sense. Yeah. But I am open to the entertaining thought of something of that nature happening out there. I do believe there's possibility, but like I said, I just I haven't experienced stuff like that on a personal level to where I could, I guess, confidently say I had an experience. When we were going down that trail, we were running into what seemed like <laughs> apparitions because they would come out of nowhere and they would be gone just as fast without a trace. And then this was like, this trail was like a straight line for like a few miles. And so for them to just disappear would be kind of hard because the brush that was off to the side of the trail was very low ridden, so they couldn't hide. And the trees were kind of 50 feet out. So you would, you could turn around and you'd see someone coming up the trail from the beginning and at that turning point with the switchback and so seeing that it was like really it was really odd but like i said if if you could really do the math on it it could probably be explained away so i'm open for interpretation on that but i'd say the most disturbing one <laughs> and a lot of people are telling me i ran into bigfoot and i'm gonna say no i i, I didn't get a good look at it because i was so terrified <laughs> Um, we were coming down off that trail and we wanted to get out of there because things were just getting too weird and the sun was starting to set and we had quite a few miles. So what we did is we broke our rule of going off trail and we always have this cardinal rule, never, 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 no matter what, ever go off the trail. We went off the trail. <laughs> 
And so uh, we started coming down this really steep embankment off the trail, and it kind of zigzagged down on this tight little zigzag line. It took us about 45 minutes to get down, and we, the further we got down, the denser the forest got, and the darker it got. And as soon as we got down to the bottom, it was pitch black. We had to turn on headlamps, and this is just at dusk, right, as the sun's setting. So we could still see the light above, you know, going up the side of the mountain, but right where we were, it was pitch black. So we turned on our lights. We heard a little creek stream going through there. I'm like, okay, this could be pretty easy getting out because I saw the, the light, per se, at the end of the tunnel. So we're walking and walking, and then I'm hearing some noise <laughs> rustling around. I think it's my friend in front of me messing with me. So he stops. He goes, shh, did you hear that? And I go, no, what? He goes, I thought I heard something growling. And I go, man, you're just messing with me. Come on, let's get out of here. He goes, no, I'm serious. So I sat, uh, stood there for a moment and just listened. We heard this big growl, and I mean, it was a deep bass tone growl. And it wasn't like a growl, like an angry growl like it was about to pounce it was a growl like it was trying to adjust itself like it was resting and it sounded like a giant of some sort of an animal all i knew is the bass tone and the grunt that it made it sounded like this sucker was huge so he told me he goes that was pretty big and i go it sounded big to me (laughs) and uh we kind of walked and a little bit tiptoed and then it must have hurt us because it growled really loud we both literally stopped in our tracks and I was scared at that point. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be one of those people you read about online that died from getting attacked by a wild animal on a damn trail. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, I'm standing there as my life is literally flashing before my eyes and I'm trying to reason with myself and justify everything I've done in my life <laughs> before I say my final goodbyes. And my friend goes, I think we could run for it. And I'm like, dude, it's like a mile. <laughs> and he goes, no. I think we could do it. I'm like, oh God, you gotta be kidding me. And so uh, the thing you gotta know about though is I'm, I'm pretty fresh at this point to the whole hiking thing, revisiting it. So, but you remember from Police Academy where you had that guy that was overkill? Oh. So he brought everything to the fight, like literally the whole army arsenal. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> so I'd bring all this stuff and I'm clanking through on this trail and he goes, shh, you could hear it in the distance. And I'm like, oh man. So you hear it like snapping twigs and branches and it's growling a little more and I'm like, like, oh crap. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, it's over. It's over. And at that point, I slip and fall on a wet rock and everything in my pack goes chunk, chunk, chunk. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I just gave my position away. <laughs> and he, he goes, dang it. He goes, you need to be quiet. And I go, I'm trying. I'm sorry. He goes, I don't know how far it is, but it sounds like it's about maybe 60 feet out. And I go, what do you think it is? And I go, I don't know. He goes, do you think it's a bear? I go, at this point, I'm going to have to uh, point at bear because it sounds pretty big and that's the only big thing that could be in these forests that I know of at a logical level. I'm like, man, bears, they have a really long striking distance and I mean, when they move, they move quick at a striking distance. My friend goes, here's what we're going to do. I go, okay, what? He goes, on the count of three, we're going to make a run for that light over there on the tree line. And he goes, okay, you ready? I gather myself, I collect myself. He goes, okay, on the count of three, one, two, and he takes off running. What? What is this? And I take off booking it and you hear my pack clank 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 in the back and i hear this huge creature busting through all this vegetation on the ground and i could hear it snapping twigs and growling and i'm like oh my gosh it's gonna eat me alive and i 
start running and I mean, I'm booking it and I'm crying. And finally we get to the parking lot. I'm seeing him getting in the car. I say, roll the window down. I throw my pack in the trunk. I jump in the passenger seat and I say, get out of here now. Let's go. I am done with this. I want to go home. And that was the last time we went up there. I said, man, if you ever bring me to this back trail again, I will leave you here. That is wild. And you never got a good look at what it was, huh? Dude, it was so pitch black. Uh, people are saying, what did it sound like? I said, dude, it sounded big. I said, whatever it was, was big. And to me, that could be a bear. Yeah, I don't know if moose are up here, but I mean, it's something big. I wasn't going to chance it. I mean, this thing sounded large. It didn't sound like a wildcat by any means. I mean, I've heard wildcat screams and growls and it didn't sound like it. To me, all signals pointed to bear. And everyone's saying, oh, it sounds like Bigfoot. And I'm like, you know, I, I entertain the thought of Bigfoot, you know. I, I'm, I'm not down to, you know, bashing it by any means. I'm open to possibilities because who am I to say that you know, it doesn't exist. I mean, we could be surprised in one of these days, it just shows up out of the blue and starts talking to us, you know, whatever. But I digress. Uh, I didn't want to hang around to shake hands with it. That was the main thing because it sounded angry because whatever it was, I woke it up from its nap. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't about to become a midnight snack for that thing. So I, whew, I booked it out of there and I wasn't coming back. So the most logical conclusion I could come to was bear. I, I told you my story about the last time I, I did this trail. I was only about a half mile in maybe three quarters of a mile and 30 40 yards ahead of me i just saw a big brown or black mass go across the trail and into the brush and i was by myself nobody knew where i was there's no one else on the trail and i didn't want to find out what the heck just crossed i figured it was probably a bear but i literally backtracked the rest of the way and making sure that i didn't walk with my back to whatever that was so i literally walked backwards all the way to the trailhead and then ran to my car that that's the thing i've always had this you know one of my other cardinal rules is like you never go off trail i i never ever ever go alone or at least let people know where you're going if you are going alone so coming back to, to Goat's Peak Trail, what are your overall thoughts about this hike? And do you have any tips for anybody that's interested in doing it but has never done it before? Um, wear comfortable shoes, trekking poles, plenty of water. My first initial thought was, uh, yeah, this, this ought to be pretty easy uh, because I'm more used to more drastic elevations. Um, this actually, as far as elevations go, wasn't really bad at all. <laughs> as we're talking inclines... Um, right off the bat, I'm like, I'm not going to try to over-exaggerate it, but it was pretty steep incline coming up. And you were telling me that all the reviews were saying a very gradual incline. This sucker was right off the bat. It was almost like a wall. Be prepared. You're going to do a lot of steep climbing, but there are plateaus of, uh, of comfortability that you could coast through, uh, through the trail intermittently. So that's a good thing about it. Overall, it's not a bad trail. It's actually really cool. I love this trail. I've, I don't think I've ever really been on this one the more i think about it uh, but you get some really awesome views of the elusive mount rainier beautiful views not just of rainier but we got fife's peak american ridge valley it's very gorgeous and hardly any clouds up here now john you know we're we're a little over halfway through the year what are your your top three hiking goals for the rest of the year 
Uh, top three. Um, my goal is to better work on my endurance. Like I said, I've, I've, the older I got, I ended up getting health problems, especially with my heart. I got atrial fibrillation, which makes it hard to multitask and talk on a physical level. Um, but it also pushes my physical limitations to be able to hike and climb. But I'm finding new ways to adapt because I always have, but I have this mentality where I do not give up because giving up is not an option. I find a way to make it work and keep going. Going. But I'd say my overall goal for this year would probably be to get to the top of Adams, if if I can make that possible this year, if uh, the permits are able to get purchased in time, because um, they go so fast. Yeah, I've I've known people to do it, um, Mount Adams, and you know it's a long day, but it could be done when, in a day, which is remarkable for being a. Uh, uh, what is it 12 13 thousand feet it's up there yeah well it's it's about i'd say it's somewhere between i want to say around 10 11 000. um don't quote me on that i've i never really looked it up i just it feels like it's a long haul yeah <laughs> <laughs> now the last question john especially for you that's recently re- revisited hiking and got back into it what advice would you have for any first-time hikers or people interested in getting in the outdoors but they haven't really um First of all, I wouldn't go for the big expensive gear. I wouldn't. I would go for like generic stuff that that work that do a decent job, so that you're not dumping a load of money on it. Now, I I dumped a, a decent amount of money on my stuff, but that's because I have prior experience and I know I love it. I would say go with kind of the offbeat brand that has a good review on it, and I would start out with small trails. Um, maybe before hitting these trails, hit the gym. Um, not necessarily doing weights or anything, but try and do endurance training like uh, jogging or walking on a treadmill. If you could do that for quite a few hours without having to take a break, then your endurance is getting up there. Then slowly insert putting that treadmill on an incline and working with that because whether you like to believe it or not, there's a lot of trails that are supposedly easy in Washington that have a lot of incline. So, I mean, if if you could power through it, you're going to see some of the most beautiful views in Washington. That's hands down. Awesome. Well, thank you, John, for answering those questions. Now, the second half of this interview is a speed round. Have you ever played this or that? Um, no. No? Okay. No, but, but, but I'm down for it. Well, I'll give you a rundown. So it's going to be 10 questions, okay. and I'm going to give you two options, all involving hiking. Okay. And you just pick the one that you have a preference to or that you enjoy most. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Ascending or descending? Ascending. Waterfalls or summits? Gosh, it has to be summits. Switchbacks or straight up? I'm going to be lazy on it. I'm going to say switchback. Trek poles or freehand? Trek poles because I'm getting up in age. Now, do you fuel up before a hike or do you fill up afterwards? I go half and half. Um, Do you bushwhack or go around? I'll go around if I have to. Jump in or stay dry? Man, go for broke. Jump in. Sunsets or sunrises? You see, that's not fair because I like them both. If I had to choose, sunrise. Spring flowers or fall colors? Flowers, man. I'm a flower person. And then do you tag on social media or do you not tag on social media? See, I go 50%. Um, a lot of the times I like to make it a surprise and I do it like way after like a month down the road. I'll start posting it and stuff. And people are like, when did you go? I like three months back. Wouldn't you let me know? Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to go or not. Well, thank you again, John, for being on an episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast here from beautiful Goat's Peak Trail off Highway 410. Um, beautiful views of Rainier and Fife. And see you on the next one. That was the conclusion of the Goat Peak Trail episode with John. To learn more about the 1910 Wellington Avalanche disaster, check out our show notes.
While no large wildlife were seen during this hike, on the descent we did hear what sounded like a wolf howling no more than a ridge over. While there's no documented wolf pack in the area, numerous reports have been called in of single wolf sightings near Goose Prairie, Washington. Always be sure to hike with others, and if you can't, let someone know where you are hiking and when to expect you back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hikes and Mikes podcast. We'll be putting out new episodes every week throughout the summer and fall. Please be sure to like and subscribe to not miss out on those. If you'd like to see pictures and videos from each of our hikes, please be sure to follow us on Instagram. Hikes and Mikes, all one word. Catch you on the next one. This episode's music was created by Ketza. Follow him on Instagram at Ketza Music. This episode is brought to you by Flip Socks. Whether you're on the trail, on the job, or in the yard, Flip Socks will keep Mother Nature out of your boots with their innovative nylon sleeve. You no longer need to worry about any annoying debris getting trapped in your boots during your hikes. Simply flip down the nylon sleeve over any boot to prevent Mother Nature from finding its way inside, keeping your feet comfortable all day long. To get your first pair, visit flipsockswithaz.com and enter promo code HIKESMIKES10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And for listeners who use the promo code at checkout, I'll be donating 100% of the Season 2 promo code proceeds to Big City Mountaineers, who provide transformative experiences through connections to nature that strengthen life skills and build community for youth and disinvested communities across the nation. So if you're tired of bits and pieces of the trail finding its way into your hiking boots, pick up a pair of flip socks today with the promo code HIKESMIKES10 to get 10% off. For website and promo code, see the episode description.